Welcome to the Marginalia Daily Readings Podcast. While we are unable to get together as often as we would like, we at New City are using the podcast for the pastors and staff here to reflect on and apply some of our daily Bible reading and prayer. You can always find our readings and prayers at www.newcitycincy.org slash readings dash prayers. That's newcitycincy.org slash readings dash prayers. Today is Tuesday, March 17th, 2020. It's also St. Patrick's Day. And our scripture readings for today are Psalm 125, Genesis 45, verses 1 to 15, 1 Corinthians 7, verses 32 to 40, and Mark 6, 1 to 13. Ritano, one of the pastors. And uh, as we get started, let's pray a little bit from Psalm 125. It says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but stands fast forever. The hills stand about Jerusalem, so does the Lord stand round about his people. From this time forth forevermore, the scepter of the wicked shall not hold sway over the land allotted to the just so that the just shall not put their hands to evil. Show your goodness, O Lord, to those who are good, to those who are true of heart. For those who turn aside to crooked ways, the Lord will lead them away with the evildoers. But peace be upon Israel. Lord, we ask that you would surround us with your presence. Do not let us stretch out our hands to evil deeds, nor, Lord, let us be destroyed by the snares of the enemy. But bring us to share in the kingdom, the land prepared for the saints in light, where you live and reign now and forever. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, in the readings for today, uh, Genesis 45 is part of that wonderful narrative about Joseph and his brothers, God's providence in the whole thing. And if you've been reading along in the readings and prayers, we've been in the Joseph cycle for quite some time. 1 Corinthians 7 is part of the Apostle Paul's longer discourse on singleness and marriage. He's, of course, saying both singleness and marriage can be states that are honoring to the Lord. But I want to take a moment today to think about the end of Mark chapter 6, that passage that we had, Mark 6, 1 to 13. I want to just take a moment to think about um, what Jesus is doing here. He's sending out the apostles into mission. And I think here we learn some things uh, about our mission, our mission in Cincinnati in general, but particularly maybe our mission with our neighbors and our friends and our coworkers and so on, classmates uh, here now in these very unique uh, days of quarantine and social distancing and all that. So what are we to learn? What does mission look like for us? Well, first it means uh, presence, right? Verse 6 of Mark chapter 6, right? It says, uh, Jesus went about among the villages teaching. In uh, the same passage in, or the parallel passage in uh, Matthew chapter 9, it says Jesus went through all the cities and the villages. And so he goes, in other words, to where the people are. He just doesn't set up shop and teach uh, somewhere and expect people to come to him. But he goes to people, to parties, to feasts. He goes to the well at noon. He goes to the marketplaces. He moves toward people. He goes in order to connect. He was with people, in other words. And as I said even a moment ago, just alluding to it, I mean, this is challenging for us to think about what does this look like over the next few weeks, maybe the next few months, 
with social distancing and being aware of not wanting to spread um, germs and, uh, you know, the potential for the illness and so on. Um, so we, you know, presence has to look creative here. It has to look intentional for us. Uh, but it can happen, right? We need to double down in thinking about phone calls and notes and texts and checking in on people and wanting to bring people in to community. And so maybe starting a, a text uh, stream on your street or um, a group me amongst friends from church or making sure that your community group is connected through um, some sort of virtual connection in different ways and, and appropriate and safe ways when everybody's healthy, getting together when you can. So be thinking, how can you be present to people who may need you during this time? So mission means present. Secondly, mission means the word, right? Notice uh, it says Jesus went uh, about teaching, right? And then later on, it says uh, in verse 12, they went out, as he sends the apostles, they went out and proclaimed that people should Repent. Teaching, proclamation, right? So what do we learn? Jesus goes into the culture with the truth. He's eager to share the truth. How about us? Are we trying to tell people about the good news, the kingdom of God? And you don't have to be all weird about this, right? Just be you with the people that are in your life. And, and if Jesus is a part of who you are, if he's at the center of your life, then Right? He's going to come up, especially in a time like this when people are anxious and they're wondering about what's going on and what does all this mean. If you're really letting people know who you are, then Jesus is going to come up. And remember, the gospel of the kingdom is good news. We should be eager to share that. We forget it sometimes, right? But the gospel is good news. Christ is risen. The forgiveness of sins is possible. Peace with God through Christ is possible. A new world is coming with his kingdom, and so we can share it with joy. So there's presence, there's our mission involves the word, but next our mission involves deed, right? Uh, as he sends the disciples out, verse 13, it says, they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. And you know, that's our calling too. We may not have these miraculous gifts, but we are called to be agents of healing, seeking to relieve human misery and wherever we encounter it. As one commentator says, all human pain is mission material. All human pain is mission material. You know, sometimes we get pushed back on this. Not so much in this church, in New City Church, but I know it's out there, right? The objection, it goes something like this. The church is supposed to preach the gospel, make disciples. It's not the church's job to serve the poor and so on and so on. But you know what my answer to that is usually? What do you want for your children? Or what do you want for your friends? Do you want them to know Jesus? Well, sure, of course. Do you want them to follow Jesus? Yes, of course. But is that all you want for them? Don't you want them to know how to read and write? Do you want them to have enough to eat? Do you want them to be employable? Do you want them to have access to good health care? Do you want your children to smile and have fun and experience friendship? Of course, you want all those things. And, and, and it's compassion that motivates you for that, to care for the whole person. And that's what we're called to as well. That's why there's a mission of word and deed. And so you know what we dream of here at New City? We want to be a church that's even more deeply and practically committed to evangelism and discipleship uh, than the most conservative of evangelical churches. And we want to be a church that's even more deeply and practically committed to deeds of compassion and justice than liberal churches. We're not there yet, but we want to be. And that brings us to the last thing. You know, in this text, we learn also that there's going to be difficulty 
in mission. Remember Jesus tells them, you know, how to go about uh, to different houses and different places and different villages. And then he says in verse 11, very clear, clearly, there's going to be some places where you're not going to be received, where it's not going to go well. Even if you do everything right, it's not going to go great. And there, of course, Jesus is talking about actual opposition from people. But we know that there's going to be difficult times for us in trying to figure out what does mission look like for us now. And I think of, and this is kind of brings us full circle around to St. Patrick's Day. If you know the story of St. Patrick, uh, he's not actually Irish. He was born in Great Britain. He was captured at the age of 16 by raiding pirates. He was taken across the sea to Ireland where he was sold as a slave. He was there in captivity as a slave for six years working as a shepherd for his masters. And during that time, he became a Christian. He heard the gospel. He became a Christian. Eventually, he's freed from his slavery. He goes back to Great Britain. But then he has this heart for the Irish people. And he goes back to the land of his former captors, preaching the gospel in Ireland. And I want to read to you just a a quick poem from Malcolm Geitz, who is a a poet and a Sort of, uh, he's in a band, rock and roll band as well, but he's also a um, campus minister uh, at the Church of England. But this is his uh, sonnet for St. Patrick. Six years a slave, and then you slipped the yoke, till Christ recalled you through your captor's cries. Patrick, you had the courage to turn back with open love to your old enemies, serving them now in Christ, not in their chains, bringing the freedom he gave you to share. You heard the voice of Ireland in your veins. Her passion and compassion burned like fire. Now you rejoice amidst the three in one, refreshed in love and blessing all you knew. Look back on us and bless us, Ireland's son, and plant the staff of prayer in all we do. A gospel seed that flowers in belief, a greening glory coming into leaf. May it be so with us as well. Well, if you're thinking about this, we hope that you would be thinking about how to put these things into um, practice with others. So uh, call a friend, chat with your spouse, text someone from your community group, keep the conversation going. Think about what mission looks like for you over the next few weeks and the next months as well. Let's make this our closing prayer. This is uh, St. Patrick's breastplate prayer. He says this, I rise today with the power of God to pilot me. God's strength to sustain me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look ahead for me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to protect me, God's way before me, God's shield to defend me, God's host to deliver me from snares of devils, from evil temptations, from nature's failings, from all who wish to do me harm, far or near, alone and in a crowd. May Christ protect me today. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ within me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ to the right of me, Christ to the left of me, Christ in my lying, Christ in my sitting, Christ in my rising, Christ in the heart of all who think of me, Christ on the tongue of all who speak to me, Christ in the eye of all who see me, Christ in the ear of all who hear me. Amen. If you think this podcast would be helpful to friends or family, please share this with them and encourage them to subscribe.